0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Perfectville. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast of the Miami Dolphins. I am Sam Marcoux. He is Chris Colin. Chris. How in the hell are you, my friend?
1: what's up Sam doing well, buddy? good to be back for another podcast
0: yes this is uh this is the most highly rated highly reviewed podcast for the Miami Dolphins on the internet, and uh you know we don't usually start this way, but this is now the second show in a row, episode one o three where we're going to start with customer reviews uh, i mentioned yes. I mentioned on this last episode chris that uh this is my favorite thing, this T.S. Or T.R. Sears guy who is uh, almost a member of Perfectville. He's on the show more than anybody else uh, at this point other than you and I. Oh, by the way, two-time Hall of Famer, Chris Coleman.
1: Thank you. I was waiting on that. Yep. Right after I did my uh, horrible impression that sounded like Andy Bernard from The Office. Big Tuna doing the podcast. Yeah, that was terrible. But, yes, please continue. Two-time Hall of Famer here.
0: If you ever do that again, we're, we're taking away one of your jackets. <laughs> And
1: can't do it. Down. Yeah. can't do it can't even do it to
0: OJ wow 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 <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well,
1: if they can't do it to OJ, you, you can't take my Hall of Fame jacket.
0: I think that was a second on the AFC East since he was a former Buffalo Bill. Um, <laughs> but getting back to it, T.R. Sears, uh, this is now the third episode in a row that we've talked about this gentleman. Uh, as you mentioned, as we mentioned, he gave us our first three-star review we've ever had. Hated the Finsies, which I loved, by the way. Uh, and then he got yelled at by a guy named Finsler, who came back and countered and said, you know, basically, F the Jets, F Blomar, and obviously F T.R.S. Sears, um, and then T.R. Sears came back and fought back to Finsler. We read all that on the last episode. You guys can go check our archives and find that. You can find that at Welcome to perfectville.com if you're not already subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, but then all of a sudden, Chris, something weird happened. I, I checked the other day, and I noticed that we don't have as many reviews and ratings as we've had previously. oh cover up. Which means somebody deleted their review and rating. And as I'm going through this, I realized that T.R. Sears had actually gone through and erased his three-star rating and erased his review, and that was it. That was the end of the the saga. I went, oh, okay, I guess we ran him off on accident. That wasn't our intention, but if he uh, wants to choose to tuck tail and run, then he can. Well, shame on me for assuming that our friend T.R. Sears was done because a few days after that, Chris, (laughs) on May 11th, Uh, Not only did we have a couple of new reviews, but uh, we had T.R. Sears once again with a brand new review. He's back. Uh, He's back. And how many stars do you think he gave us this time around?
1: I'm guessing one at this point.
0: He gave us three stars again.
1: (laughs) This guy, (laughs) this fucking sandbagging son of a bitch.
0: (laughs) So this is what he says. He says, meh, meh plus (laughs) is actually what he says. Meh plus. Meh plus. Meh (laughs) plus. Eddie he says, after Draft or Math Part 2, I cannot remain silent. He was never silent anyways. He wasn't remaining silent <laughs> at all. it all started because he was speaking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so after Draft or Math Part 2, I cannot remain silent. I attempted to revise my review, but somehow it disappeared. I'll try again. By the way, disappeared is spelled wrong. The sh-
1: and the sh- he's bad at technology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: sh- the show is improving for me. Oh, that's nice. Oh. If I could give you a bonus half star, I would bump you up to 3.5 stars. Mm. For now, I'll have to settle for a meh plus. Draftermath Part 2 was decent and informative on the undrafted free agents. I'm sure Finsler will be thrilled with the extra koozie. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys... His
1: parting shot to Finsler.
0: Oh, it's not his parting shot. This is the opening salvo. He, he will probably frame it and mount it next to a signed Joe Philbin picture. Hopefully, whatever he is sipping out of the other side doesn't spill on his Jonathan Martin jersey. If you're looking for a topic for episode 103, probably everyone is interested in what he's going to do when his mom kicks him out of her basement. No. So, as I had mentioned on the last episode, we had a civil war between Finsler and T.R. Sears. T.R. Sears has come back, and this is now like The Empire Strikes Back. The move is yours, Finsler. We've got T.R. Sears calling you out, living in your mother's basement in a Jonathan Martin jersey with a signed Joe Philbin picture and two koozies because we gave his koozie to you, Mr. Finsler. So, uh, my goodness, Chris, that is the return of T.R. Sears here in episode 103, which will probably be the subtitle, if not the main title, of this episode. Uh, But still, three stars.
1: Wow, he hit him with the trifecta, the J-Mart J- jersey, the Philbin signed photograph, and a, <laughs> living in his basement of his mom's house. Uh, J- T.R. Sears, my friend, the three and a half meh plus, uh, that is fantastic. It's great to hear that he has uh, created this subplot to our show, and I can't. Do anything but love it, Sam. This is hilarious and Fr- a lot of entertainment for me.
0: Front runner for Citizen of the Year for the Finsies. <laughs> he might be a Hall of Famer before you. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. But <laughs> but this guy, this guy's gonna get nominated for a finzy next year, and then he's gonna have to be forced to listen to that show again. Uh but that you know, I, I should have done the this. The mad
1: Plus Award.
0: Yeah, the Matt Plus Award for somebody who's mediocre. Uh that would go to everyone on the Dolphins. We'll call it the TRS Years. Um, but that's not it. So this is where I feel bad. This is where you know I don't prep for the show because that was clearly the lead, which is why I led with it. But there, we actually got another review on top of that. But how do you follow that up? Because T.R. Sears just knocked it out of the park while knocking Finsler onto the ground, and I cannot wait to hear from Finsler, uh, hopefully by episode 104. Finsler, if you're out there, uh, let's figure this out, man. We got to keep this going. But we did get another review, and this one does qualify for a Perfectville sack koozie, Mr. Aronde Baxton, and this comes from... Lilo led, uh, and it says, Perfectville, home sweet home, five stars. I said it two years ago when I first became a citizen of Perfectville, and I say it today. This is the best Miami Dolphins podcast to relax and have fun. You get the news about our team, but with the great twist of humor and sarcasm that only Chris and Sam can add. Anyway, if you can't walk around the good things of life with the pants off, this show is not for you. Fins up. That is somebody who understands the show. That is a citizen of the week, if not the year, Mr. Lilo Led, who uh, apparently has been listening to us for a very long time, Chris.
1: Yeah, Lilo Lead uh, leads with uh, relaxing, fun, sarcasm, pants off. I love it. That's a, that's exactly what we're going for, Sam. So uh, Lilo Lead has obviously been around a, the block a while and finds us at least meh two pluses.
0: Yeah, I think <laughs> meh plus two. Yeah, I actually think that might be the new description of the show. Let's try it out. Hold on one second. <clears throat> Welcome to Perfectville. Relaxing, fun, sarcasm, pants off. I'm Sam Marcoux. He is the two-time Hall of Famer, Chris Cullen. Uh, you know, I like it.
1: And then you can say, Chris, how the hell are you? And I'll go, meh. Yeah, there you go. Meh. Meh, pardon. de.
0: Meh. So those are the latest reviews of our little podcast that keeps on going. But that's not all we have here today. We've got a smattering and a smorgasbord of things, things that we've done in the past. We've called this episode many different things. We've called it cleaning out the closet. We've called it the wheel of whatever. I think for this one, we're just going to call it stuff and things. We've got all kinds of stuff, all kinds of things to talk about, Chris. And since you are a two-time Hall of Famer here and the co-founder of the town of Perfectville, why don't you go ahead and pick what the new stuff or the new thing is that we're going to talk about on this episode?
1: Sounds great. Well, Sam, uh, we're coming into it. We talked after the draft about how there's a little lull of information and news and things like that, because really nothing's happening. Maybe some rookies show up here or there to get their New Jersey numbers, which Probably will change after Final Cuts, but who knows? Uh, I wouldn't go out and buy that um, Smythe jersey just yet. It might be changing. However, I think Giseki and Minka might be okay. Um, but OTAs start next week. We got big news. OTAs start next week. They they run from May 22nd through May 24th. Then we uh, come back from May 29th through May 31st. Then we have a mandatory mini camp June 5th through June 7th. And then another OTA June 11th. Through June 14th. Uh, some news coming out of that. Obviously, for the first time, we're gonna see our rookies and veterans co-mingling on the field together with our coaches, doing some seven-on-sevens, uh individual works, things of that nature. Uh, but also the big news really is the highly controversial Ryan Tannehill. Uh, do from sources say he'll have no limitations in OTAs next week, and they fully expect medically, if he's cleared, to go out there and do what he does. He runs, he throws on the run, He. Takes the sh- uh, snap from shotgun, what have you? Ryan Tannehill should and will be out there for the first time since last training camp. We'll see him in a red seventeen jersey. Sam.
0: Now the uh, to cl- the clarification on that is no physical limitations. He still has the limitations of being Ryan Tannehill. So let's uh, <laughs> let's put that out there. And that's really a, a great.
1: He's been se- a man plus
0: quarterback he's been at least three stars and a MET plus yeah you know that's actually probably the best description of Ryan Tannehill right there to be honest he's three out of five stars I'll keep listening but meh plus but uh, let me ask you this because you did you brought up Ryan Tannehill, he is our starting quarterback. The Miami Dolphins elected to not pick a start, or a, pick a quarterback at all during the draft. Uh, they did pick up, of course, uh, the sandwich shop Bryce Petty, as well as uh, uh, some guy out of Denver that apparently at least one person on Twitter wants to be the starter for the Miami Dolphins, uh, oh God, that guy. Mr. Brock Osweiler. But uh, one of the things that came out, and you and I were talking about this a little bit off the air, but Reddit uh, slash R NFL. Uh, came out with rankings of the quarterbacks of all 32 quarterbacks that are going to be starting or should be starting for the for their respective teams in the NFL this upcoming year, and Ryan Tannehill was ranked 28th out of 32 quarterbacks. <laughs> now, I am not exactly the guy that thinks Ryan Tannehill is elite. I am not the guy who thinks Ryan Tannehill is somebody that is going to go out and just you know set records here, there, and everywhere. But I'm also not the guy that thinks Ryan Tannehill is only better than Josh McCown, AJ McCarron, Mitchell Trubisky, and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, uh, Chris, did you see these rankings, first of all?
1: Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's a meta joke on that subreddit that this uh, you know next year is his year type thing. It's this big circle jerk that they, everybody talks about Ryan Tannehill. Um, if you're not a uh, biased either way, bad or good on Ryan Tannehill, which I feel we both kind of go in the middle there where we're not shitting on him because he has a bad offensive line and putting it all on his shoulders, but we're also not letting it pass that he hasn't taken that next step that everybody expected and wants. But we also see the things like we need to see him in year two under Adam Gase. And we saw how he ended his season before injury struck in 2016. So we want to see a little bit more of that with a strong offensive line, with a defense that keeps us in games. So those are the things where you're a little, uh, there's, there's wishy-washy both ways. It's a seesaw. There's a lot of people, In the national media that I've noticed, Sam, uh, that are saying the Dolphins just um, have downgraded since the end of last year, which I don't understand. Six wins. Um, How are we worse than six wins from last year? I don't know. But a lot of national pundits – think so. I think they just look at the outer crust. We got rid of Landry, got rid of Ajayi, and that's that. And Nindamik and sue has gone, and now all of a sudden we're this horrible team and they don't talk about the additions. So it's it's a circle jerk. It's meta right now, Sam, for the national media and these other people that don't really focus on the Dolphins day in and day out like us to think that we are on the big downslope.
0: Well again that's why this show even exists. I think somebody else another podcast uh, show actually put, put it best when it comes to the national media. It's a mile wide and an inch deep. They don't really know much about the Miami Dolphins. They right. are, you know, basically reading headlines and forming opinions based off of that. So um that I understand. I don't really give them much, you know, much credit when it comes to their analysis of anything, but uh, dude, I'm looking at this list and I don't know how anybody puts Case Keenum, Deshaun Watson, Blake Bortles, Sam Bradford, all of these guys, Tyrod Taylor, they're all above Ryan Tannehill. I mean, I, I, i we've joked about Ryan Tannehill taking the next step, and of course, the last time he took the next step, Calais Campbell was there to break his fucking leg, but <laughs> I don't think those quarterbacks that I just mentioned are – better than Ryan Tannehill I mean you can make a case for somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo I get it although I think it's the book for him is completely incomplete Uh, Marcus Mariota Jameis Winston I don't think Jameis Winston is a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill I just don't see it and uh, I think Ryan Tannehill probably fits somewhere around the 18 to 20 mark versus the 28 mark Um, but he's just I guess he's gonna have to go out there and just prove it once again
1: Well, they call it the Dalton line. It's kind of like that joke where, like, there's these elite quarterbacks. Then there's like the middle quarterbacks of Andy Dalton, Winston, Mariota. And then like the bottom half of the league, normally Ryan Tannehill was always the Dalton line. Everybody thought they were like pretty similar when it came to uh, what people thought of them, what they did, their limitations. And they're always just like one step away from taking that next step to being an elite franchise quarterback. Uh, But it seems like it's a what have you done for me lately type league type uh media and fanhood if you're not a fan of the Miami Dolphins you haven't heard the name Ryan Tannehill in over a year uh the the joke is Jay Cutler is our quarterback smoking Jay so uh he's not in sight in mind he's completely just out there so when these lists are put together they're like who have we met oh yeah Ryan Tannehill that's right he's going back to start I was put about 28 I guess now he's fallen off of that Dalton line in the middle there around 18 like you said um and I think a lot of that is because he just missed the entire season. And, and this is where these things don't matter. If he comes in and plays ball and wins games, none of this shit matters. None of it. The media stuff, the rankings, and it, it's the off season. That's what we have to talk about, absolutely. But it's his job, and the ball is in his court, and Adam Gase fully believes that he's going to go out there, take the reins, and um, shut all the doubters up. And that's what he has to do. That's his last thing he has to do at this point.
0: Yeah, I, I guess you're right. But uh, when you're closer to AJ McCarron than you are Andy Dalton on anybody's list, it's not a list worth really examining beyond what we're doing right now, which is to right. dismiss that list. Uh, no, and, and it's funny you say that about Andy Dalton in and the Dalton line, because he is actually ranked 20th on this list, uh, which is right around where I had Ryan Tannehill. So it goes back to your original narrative there that there's the Andy Dalton line and Ryan Tannehill is right around where he's at. I had a friend actually who told me that Ryan Tannehill's ranking is exactly what his number is, which would be 17. And you know what? I I think that's about accurate. I think that's about where Ryan Tannehill is. He's a middle of the road quarterback with regards to uh, his athleticism at this point, with his uh, ability to read defenses, his leadership skill. I still think I have a little bit of question on whether he is actually the leader uh, that everyone thinks he should be versus how he actually sounds in the media. Um, But, God, he's not 28th, man. I I mean, I'm offended for this, and I'm not even the guy that loves Ryan Tannehill like most of the other Ryan Tannehill lovers do
1: yeah and that's the thing too with ryan that hurts him in the national media spotlight he's not flashy he's not out there he's not uh doing instagram posts and things of that nature he's posting like selfies with his wife and his new son on a boat like fishing Like he's just boring he, dan lebitard's had him on the show multiple times and they have this running joke where they try to get him to answer something that isn't quarterback speak and he's always just like you know i want to be the first guy in the room and the last guy to leave and dan just gets so irritated because he gets gives him nothing and uh, it's a joke and it's fun for them for Dan Levitard, he gets that he gets he understands what that is. He wants to stay on the spotlight, whatever, and lead by example. But that doesn't sell papers, you know. If it bleeds, it leads. The national media wants like they want blood, they want cursing, they want Jameis Winston awkwardly eating a W and being a meme on Twitter. Like, and that's why he's going to always he's a name. He's known whether good or bad. If he's a good quarterback or a better quarterback, he's known. So when these lists get brought up and people start voting on them, his name is more popular to say because they know it. Ryan Tannehill is just white bread he is just plain white bread but you can do a lot of things with that if you have the team around you so when you start building these lists and you start looking at the Dalton line you look at these quarterbacks like Andy Dalton like James Winston like Marcus Mariota you stop looking at the numbers because you're comparing at this point in time you're saying hey if I'm in the fourth quarter and I'm gonna go win a f- football game and I got the best offensive line around me and a good amount of wide receivers throw out everybody's team they all have the same team in front of them what quarterback would you rather have and I feel Tannehill is right there with everybody, with Winston, with David Carr uh, or Derek Carr, which one was playing that day? Um, <laughs> I mean, he's in that middle Dalton line, so him to be in twenty eight is just a slap in his face, and I hope he hangs it up in his locker.
0: Well, I hope he does, and he does have a locker in the Dolphins locker room. And speaking of the Dolphins locker room, uh, kind of transitioning here a little bit, Chris. One of the things I wanted to bring up, I saw it on Twitter. Which, by the way, you can follow us on Twitter at Perfectville Pod. You can also follow us on Instagram, Perfectville Podcast, or you could email us your questions, comments, concerns at Perfectville podcast at gmail.com. But one of the headlines I saw here the other day, Chris, was that Adam Gase has actually come out and said that in his three years as being the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, This team, this roster, as it is currently constructed, is the closest he has had to his vision since he came to Miami. Uh, Number one, are you buying that? And number two, is he setting himself up for possibly uh, failure down the road if this team does not perform? If the pundits are right and this team has gotten worse and we do worse than six and ten that we did in 2017, is he setting himself up to possibly get fired uh, by saying something like that?
1: Oh, yeah. He's betting on himself 100%. And he's that type of personality that you want, but it also comes back to bite you sometimes. And he is betting on himself fully. He sat in that room with Steven Ross, with Chris Greer, and with Tannenbaum, and he banged on the table and said, get me my guys before you start judging our success and our production. I need my guys. We got rid of Landry. We got rid of Ajayi. got rid of Sue. I need more guys that are going to line up, play, no questions asked not be a cancer in the locker room, and go out there and ball on the field and do what they do and be versatile. That's what Gase wants. That's what he's getting. So like you said, he wins. He looks like a genius. He fails. It's on you, buddy. And Tannenbaum and Greer can throw their hands up and say, hey, we got Gase. His groceries, not our fault. He burned the food. Like It's not our fault. And so he's falling on that sword, and he's betting on himself. Uh, But I like to hear that. You like to see that. You don't want to coach like a Todd Bowles that's kind of just sitting back and letting the GM run things, and you got to just – you know, live by their word and do what they say. I, I like that case is a little bit uh, are really fiery and coming in and wanting his guys. And this is, this is his team. If you look at it and look at the things he's had success with as a play caller. He had a tight end that changed games. That was a mismatch. We haven't had that. You know, he comes in and he made, you know, chicken noodle soup out of chicken shit his first season and injuries happened last year and we really threw some stuff together and we still got six wins out of that team. So, and that's not with that's without a bye week Tra- traveling to London, multiple primetime games and, um, you know, missing the first week due to a hurricane, a natural disaster. I mean, still get six wins out of that. I'm not throwing Gase out yet, but absolutely Sammy's betting on himself.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things, too, where on top of that, you also are starting to see, I don't know about dissension, but you saw, I know you saw it, um, some issues when it came to Steven Ross and what he wanted us to do with the pick mm. at uh, number 12, and or 11, I should say, and what, uh, or 12, it was 12, right? Yeah, it was 12. 11, 11. 11. whatever. Yeah, it was like three weeks ago, Chris. Uh, since then, I've gotten drunk and just passed out on random people's porches. I don't even, can't <laughs> even remember three weeks ago, um, but uh, Ross kind of wanted us to trade down and maybe do something else. We didn't do that. We held firm at that pick and we got Mika Fitzpatrick, which I think most people, if not everyone loves in terms of the Miami Dolphins fan base. He's going to bring a lot versatility to this defense. We talked about him as nauseam on episode 101. You can go back and check that out. Um, But speaking of that, Chris, one of the things I failed to do as the producer of this, for those that don't know, I do all of the editing of the show after we record. And uh, sometimes, every now and then, not every episode, but every now and then, I throw some stuff at Chris and say, hey, do you mind doing this? I think it's going to add to the show. So if you ever hear those commercials that are produced, uh, that's all Chris. 100% produces those. I don't have to do anything other than drop it in after the fact. And they're beautiful and he does a great job of them. And I asked him, um, because a couple of years ago when we started this, very famously, uh, Chris recorded his, um, <laughs> shall we say reaction, uh, and I don't think you were 100% sober when you recorded this, uh, but you recorded your reaction to Laramie Tunzel from a few years ago, and it was hilarious how upset you were that we picked the quote-unquote pothead, uh, after he had fallen to us, and then now, you know, I mean, you're pretty much rocking a Laramie Tunzel jersey and gas mask, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, also, very famously, one time uh, you were recording something, and your lovely wife, Charlotte, uh, fell down a flight of stairs behind you. Or. <laughs> And we still have that audio as well. So every now and then, you come up with gold, even when you aren't trying to come up with gold, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, So this time, I asked you the same thing. I said, hey, do you mind recording your reaction to uh, the Miami Dolphins draft pick and anything else going on day one of the draft and just send it to me? Well, I am so shitty at what I do on my end that you sent me this the day of the draft uh, after our picks and after the Jets picks and after the Bills picks, and I just failed to open and listen to them. So uh, I actually have audio of you reacting to Mika Fitzpatrick being picked by the Miami Dolphins. I have not listened to this yet, Chris. Um, I know you have. I don't know if you remember sending this or not, but uh, I I actually have audio of you reacting to Mika Fitzpatrick. I play- I know it's a couple weeks later, but I think I want to play it. Uh, what do you think? Should I play yeah, this?
1: Yeah, let me set the scene. We're in the Miami Dolphins band cave. Uh, it is painted aqua and orange and white. It's got Ryan Tannehill signed jersey up, Dan Marino signed pitcher up, uh, Jim Kick signed pitcher up. It's just Dolphins through and through. we got a TV on the wall. we got a bar in there. My dad's at the bar. My brother is next to me, and my wife, Charlotte, as forementioned, was next to me as well. And uh, me and my dad in Charlotte are both pretty inebriated at this point. And we have a top four that we want, and we're fully expecting the Dolphins to not take one of those top four. And uh, yeah, let's let you listen to the rest.
0: Yeah, let's. Uh, this is a two-minute clip, but I and again I have not listened to it yet. But I think I'm going to play the entire thing, and then we're going to analyze your your reaction. We're going to analyze your analysis. How about that? So Sounds here good. it is. This is uh, Mr. Christopher Cullen reacting to the Miami Dolphins picking Mika Fitzpatrick in the round one of the NFL draft.
1: All right, welcome to Perfect Bill. The Miami Dolphins pick is in. There's no trade. We're picking number eleven.
0: Okay, first of all. You're yelling into whatever it is you're recording right now, and I can tell based off the first sentence of this that you are drunk as shit. So you were drinking yes. all the things,
1: clearly. Uh, whi- all the things. Whiskey, beer. We start. We were painting our room, our bedroom, and uh, yeah, shandies were happening from like mid afternoon all the way till this point.
0: You were painting your room, and I think later that night you were painting the bathroom floor with vomit <laughs> because I can tell based on that that you had a rough morning. All right, let's continue.
1: You Troy Aikman is out. I want Edmonds, Derwin James, or uh, Fitz, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick.
0: Yeah. I like that you called him Finca Fitzpatrick as opposed to Minka Fitzpatrick. Again, further evidence that you've been drinking all day. <laughs> all right, let's keep just, going. Just got
1: to get to know him.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, Finca. Finca
1: Fitzpatrick. That's, that's it. If it's one of those guys, I'm happy. If it's anyone else, if it's Vita Bay, I swear to God, I'm flipping this table over and the Perfect Bill's going to have some audio for the show. Let's go. Derwin James, Minkah Fitzpatrick. Minkah Fitzpatrick, guys, keep this in mind. Nick Saban. Brought Adam Gase in, I think, at LSU or Michigan State. One of those two. Nick Saban brought him in as a protege. Adam Gase has talked to Nick Saban very personally, I bet. Minka Fitzpatrick is a a leader. He can cover a tight end. You put him on the field with Rashad Jones. Adam Gase came out a few weeks ago and said he was not happy with McDonald's. He was not happy with what we got with him. So I have a very good feeling it's either Edmonds or Minka, unless Derwin James really just blew the (laughs)
0: Okay, I'm stopping. We haven't even gotten to the pick yet, and I'm already laughing my ass off because you you went through this amazing analysis about how Adam Gase and Nick Saban are buddies and and how Gase is his protege. And then you did what every analysis that we mock has done for decades, Chris. (laughs) This is what you said. You said, uh, so you have to believe that Adam Gase probably spoke to... (laughs) (laughs)
1: meteorologist 101 it may rain tomorrow it may get above 80 you just leave yourself room for if you fail you can say hey i said maybe
0: yeah, and you go through all this stuff about how it should be Minka. You know, I can hear your brother, or your dad talking about how he can cover a tight end in the back. I hear all this great stuff, and then you go, so it's probably going to be Edmonds or Minka, or if Derwin James is the one they want, then they could go with Derwin James. Uh, you know, whatever. So it uh, that, and the fact that you want to flip the table of Vita Ve was the pick so far. Uh, we're not even halfway through this clip, and I'm I'm already in love with it. So let's uh, let's continue and see where this goes.
1: He's off on, but here we go. Here we go. Dolphins pick is in. We're gonna listen live to Roger Goodell. Come on, man. No, what's let's called let's coming call to announce for us? Okay, here we go. The high school. Here we go. Oh, that's fine. No, they're not. No, they're not. That's the second round. Yeah! Minka Fitzpatrick. Let's take Alabama. Let's go. There he is. Babe Oberin. Oberon from game of thrones that's Oberon. Yeah. He, he looks like Oberon from game of thrones
0: okay so before we get to the uh over the top reactions here my, <laughs> I, I do have to clean the blood out of my ear because the eardrum just burst from all the cheering that you guys gave for mika fitzpatrick uh and then immediately you don't even get into i knew it or i told you you get into some weird thing about game of thrones um <laughs> Which I, I don't know any of the references about Game of Thrones, but I obviously know what Game of Thrones is. But you just, again, more evidence that Chris was drinking heavily that day. You just kept yelling over and over and over and or and one of those words over and over again into the microphone. Uh, God, anything? How do you defend this before we finish this clip off there, Chris?
1: Well, my wife and I are big Game of Thrones fans, and I think what that Clearly. was... Yes. What that was is earlier in that day, her and I again painting uh, with the pre-draft stuff on, I had mentioned a few people that uh, possibly uh, could fall to us at 11 with all the quarterbacks and things like that. And uh, we're yelling Oberyn uh, for a reason because we thought Minka Fitzpatrick looked like Dorn's very own... Oberyn uh, from Game of Thrones, who, uh, spoiler alert, gets his head smashed by the mountain. Uh, But he, the actor that plays him, uh, Manny something, I think, he's in, he's also Narcos, the first and second season of Narcos, great actor, we thought and said while drunk, so if you look back now sober, he might not, but drunk, that he looked like the actor that played Oberyn from Game of Thrones, and I'll send you a picture of him. Yeah, please
0: do, because uh, you're talking about, uh, yeah, the guy, he doesn't look anything like him. (laughs) Like, I'm looking at
1: him right now. Does he? Yeah, Ober and Martell. I think he does. Uh, well,
0: whatever. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll defer to you. But uh, yeah, so let's let's finish off. Let's see how this clip ends <laughs> because clearly everyone in the man cave there is very excited.
1: Well, and as you can tell, we don't have a lot of success as a franchise, uh, so we have to save our our cheering like we won the Super Bowl for things like. Just drafting correctly the first yeah. round pick for the first
0: time in years. Yeah, not screwing it up when you have five people that we'd be happy with on the board. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. All right, let's see how this. Uh, let's see how this clip ends.
1: Mika Fitzpatrick, four four forty with Rashad Jones, our defense. Let's go, The Jim Thorpe Award winner, nation's top DB. We got him at eleven. He's going to Miami. Mika Fitzpatrick, let's fucking go, Miami Dolphins. Welcome to Perfectville. Yes, let's go, Oberin! Oberyn Fitzpatrick!
0: Oberin Fitzpatrick! Look
1: at these fucking highlights. <laughs> Not a nickname for him. This guy four return for a TD. Oh, Minka Fitzpatrick is a Miami Dolphin. Welcome to Perfectville, Minka.
0: You know, I gotta say, I, I, I gotta give you credit here because obviously you've been drinking. Um, but one of the things about this that's very impressive is even though you've been drinking heavily, even though you're very excited about Mika Fitzpatrick or Finca Mitzpatrick or Oberon Fitzpatrick, as you <laughs> mentioned his name being <laughs> throughout that two-minute clip, uh, you continue to talk into the microphone. You didn't get caught up in terms of watching Mel Kiper or watching any of these other talking heads talk about Mika Fitzpatrick. You were a professional throughout a drunken fan professional sir
1: no rest for the weary sam i was at work i was working what job can you say you can drink at work so i was making sure that the uh, clip for the show was top-notch quality as best as possible for all you listeners and uh population of perfect phil i'm more than meh plus i'm and a two-time hall of famer
0: that is why you are a two-time hall of famer was what i was about to say was that right there the fact that you even plugged the show while in the middle of drinking and celebrating throwing out a rick flair woo everything that you <laughs> You had going on there, you still got Perfectville plugged twice in that clip, so I applaud your efforts there, sir. Uh, fantastic. Just well done. Like I said, anytime I ask Chris to do anything extra for the show other than show up, every single time, you knock it out of the park to mix football and baseball analogies together. So, fantastic job. Uh, I also have clips here, which, again, knowing your state now after listening to that, I also have clips with you uh, about the Josh Allen pick for the Buffalo Bills, and I also have a clip of you with the Jets pick of Sam Darnold uh do you want to listen to those
1: sure and honestly I don't uh remember either of these and those were before the Dolphins pick so that's weird
0: yeah somehow you're going to be more drunk even though it was before Nika Fitzpatrick
1: (laughs) I sobered up because of the stress levels of the Dolphins being on the
0: clock (laughs) it might have so let's do this let's go to the Jets pick here I want to listen to this one here let's see how you react to our AFC East rivals picking quarterbacks here here is Chris Cullen and family reacting to Sam Darnold being picked by the New York Jets.
1: Alright, welcome to Perfectville, we're recording now The New York Jets selection is in Fuck the Jets Sitting here the Jets. Fuck the Jets, sitting here with my dad, my brother and the Perfectville man cave NFL draft. The New York Jets select Sam Darnold oh. <laughs> Sam Darnold Is about to be The Miami Dolphins Enemy Good thing is, other than Carson Palmer, USC quarterbacks haven't really been that good. And the Jets' last USC quarterback was who? Mark Sanchez. Sanchez. Butt Butt fumble Fumble fucking Bob. So (laughs) we'll see how this goes. I am kind of worried about it, to be honest. Sucks, sucks, sucks. Fuck the Jets.
0: Okay, so I I think the new nickname of Mark Sanchez (laughs) being... Butt fumble fucking Bob. Butt fumble fucking Bob is... That's a t-shirt right there. BFFB. I want the next T-shirt for Perfectville to be uh, a caricature of Mark Sanchez. If one of our citizens can make this happen, I want a picture of Mark Sanchez in the butt fumble, and I just want it to say butt fumble fucking Bob. I just want that in big, bold letters, butt fucking fumble Bob, with a picture of Mark Sanchez fumbling the ball away. If somebody can make that work, that will be a T-shirt. I will print out a limited edition, probably 60 T-shirts that say, <laughs> "butt fucking fumble Bob. And we will put welcome to perfect Wheel on the back and we will sell the shit out of those. That is fantastic. Again,
1: uh, again, too. You got to love, uh, Drop in Perfectville, uh, fully representing and the fuck the Jets multiple times, including the Jets suck chant to end it. Very impressive. Cut it at a good moment. And uh, the (laughs) absolute disgust I had when the pick was made. If you heard him say uh, the Jets select Sam Darnold, I go, ugh. (laughs) Like just, I know. And my dad, if you heard in the background, it's very faint, but he says that's where quarterbacks go to die. Uh, before I started talking about Carson Palmer and USC quarterback. So hopefully my dad's correct on that one. Cause Sam Darnold, uh, no bias at all really lo- looks like a great quarterback.
0: You know, you say that I don't think he was happy to be picked by the jets. Like if you go back and no. look at his interview uh, and there's certain tells that people give, and I'm really good about this is what I do is understand what an audience is thinking or, or how to react to certain things. It's what you do as a comic. And one of the things that I saw on ESPN when they direct, when they were talking to him, whether it was Susie Colbert or whoever it was, is he kept using the word amazing over and over and over again. And that's a tell that he doesn't think it's amazing. Uh, He didn't smile throughout the interview. He was just sitting there going, yeah, it's amazing. I feel amazing. It's amazing to be (laughs) a part of the Jets. It's amazing to be drafted. USC is amazing. You're amazing. The Perfectville's amazing. Everything's amazing. And it was like he was trying to convince himself that this was a good thing. So I don't even think he wants to be a part of the Jets, let alone you or anybody else. But I also got to say, you know, I gave you credit for being a professional when it comes to the Mika Fitzpatrick audio. Dude, we just got to get you drunk. The the amount of knowledge that you just dropped about USC quarterbacks other than Carson Palmer and the last USC quarterback to be drafted by the New York Jets being butt-fucking-fumble Bob. Uh, <laughs> it's f- fantastic analysis there. I mean, it's just really well done, which makes me want to talk to uh, you after I listen to this Josh Allen pick. So, as you know, and everyone knows, the Buffalo Bills, as expected, drafted up. They traded up to get Josh Allen. Um, do we want to listen to this?
1: Yeah, of course. It's the last one. Let's do
0: it. Let's, let's do this. I'm excited here. This is good. This is uh, this is fantastic here. All right, let's listen to this. This Is a minute and a half. This is a long one. So I'm uh, I'm happy to, I'm happy to listen here. Let's see.
1: The Buffalo just traded up. Welcome to Perfect Phil. We're here again in the uh, Perfect Phil man cave. The Bills. So I can tell you're already a little more
0: drunk here than you were during the Jets clip because you just said, "Welcome to Perfect Phil." Who the hell is Phil?
1: <laughs> Who is Phil? You'll find out at the tailgate next season. <laughs> <laughs> all right, He's friend, my friend of a uh, butt fucking fumble bob
0: i also want a t-shirt of welcome to perfect phil and it'll just be uncle phil (laughs) from or not even i meant dr phil but uncle phil works too
1: yeah either one don't pee on my back tell me it's raining
0: we'll just put all the phils that we've ever seen on one shirt (laughs) phil necro from the brave phil collins yeah all of them we'll just put them all on one welcome to perfect phil okay All right let's let's keep going.
1: Just traded up ahead of Chicago, San Francisco, Oakland and Miami and Tampa they traded with Tampa to uh, get ahead of those teams, none of which needed quarterbacks seems like our
0: I also like that you talked about how they traded up to get ahead of Tampa even though Tampa's the team that they traded with <laughs> I'm not so, wrong I'm you're not wrong not wrong
1: <laughs> so far you are 100 percent not wrong
0: 100 <laughs> percent. you are perfect, Phil. okay let's go.
1: Smoke screen might have worked. They jumped ahead or they're worried Arizona would trade ahead of them in the future. So they decided to uh, pull their punch early and just really get it done. The Bills are about to make their seventh overall pick. uh, Traded two second rounders, it looks like, in the 12th. Um, And they are now on the clock and the pick is in. And here we go, we're waiting for Goodell. Be either Rosen or Allen. Watch it be Jackson, that'd be crazy. Here we go. Ooh. with
0: the 7th pick
1: in the 2018 NFL Draft the Buffalo Bills select Josh Allen there he is Ooh. those tweets didn't mean shit wow. wow strong arm in the winter city so the Dolphins gotta play Sam Darnold and Josh Allen twice a year now uh, hopefully he is the uh, overrated guy that some people are saying but for the Dolphins, who have had to play against Brady. Uh, Potentially, we're playing against the top quarterbacks of uh, the NFL draft of 2018, uh, both going to the AFC East so far. We're, We're picking in four picks. We'll be back. Welcome to Perfect Phil. Josh Allen, quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Did you hear the depression as I said the Dolphins had to play Brady and now <laughs> we got to play the – I was like <laughs> – it was almost like a crying laughter, Sam.
0: Yeah, so just in general, I mean we haven't really talked about the other teams in the AFC East and their draft. We've, we focused on the Miami Dolphins clearly, but uh, I, I'm getting from that clip there, at least on the initial reaction, that uh, you were a little concerned about Josh Allen going to Buffalo as well as Sam Darnold going to the New York Jets. So is that still the case?
1: Yeah, anytime these teams get a- – Quarterbacks that possibly, possibly could be top-tier quarterbacks. Those have been the things that have really been holding them back all these years and keeping them down in the basement with us while the Patriots ran free and just beat all of us uh, is we never, none of us had a franchise quarterback stability back there where you can go and work on other things. You don't have to trade up and trade draft capital. I mean, the Jets gave up a lot, a lot, a lot to get up to number three. The Bills gave up two second-round picks. Those could have been two guys that can really help them, and they still could have had uh, Jackson at 12 if they wanted to. So uh, there there is definitely a pros and cons to both of those things but if they get top tier quarterbacks that really uh helps their team of course that just makes our uh step to the top of the AFC East that
0: much harder but fucking fumble bob b f f b <laughs> it's even it's like one of them uh, palindromes even uh, it's it's still my favorite thing of this episode but fucking
1: fumble bob <laughs> Yeah, we should just name the episode that and then Matt Plus. Yeah, perhaps- sorry,
0: sorry, T.R. Sears, you got bumped for butt-fucking Fumble Bob. He bumped into you and fumbled and <laughs> stole the name of the show. Uh, that is fantastic. Well, I, hey, Chris, thank you very much for actually sharing those, even in a sure. drunken state. Uh, clear audio, fantastic, just lovely clips. I appreciated those. And I know the citizens of Perfectville uh, appreciate them as well, which is, again, why you are a two-time Hall of Famer in Perfectville. Woo! well chris uh anything else you want to talk about here today we've just been kind of all over the map here just spraying like teenagers uh any other topics about the miami dolphins that uh you'd like to bring up here today in
1: perfectville Well, just real quick, the Browns were announced today as being the team for Hard Knocks, which is pretty predictable. Uh, Just kind of tie in your other podcast and show, Predictably Drunk. Um, The Cleveland Browns are going to be the featured team on Hard Knocks this year. Of course, we bring that up because Jarvis Landry was their big uh, trade uh, piece that they got this year before having the number one pick and Baker Mayfield. So it's going to be entertaining. And there's a very big possibility that the Miami Dolphins are mentioned multiple times because I'm sure Jarvis Landry will air out some Dirty Laundry on HBO cameras. Uh, Dirty Landry, if you will. And you
0: know what? I actually think this is a a good thing for me because I don't want to see the Miami Dolphins be on Hard Knocks because it's almost like the new Sports Illustrated uh, curse or the Madden curse. Uh, Nobody does well after being on Hard Knocks and we have seen that ourselves. We've experienced that ourselves uh, with Joe Philbin, Chad Johnson, and everyone else that year that they were uh, following the Miami Dolphins. But I am interested. I am very interested in seeing Jarvis Landry uh, allowed to have a platform, um, possibly, and you know he's going to be one of those guys that they that they focus on, and see if he says anything about Adam Gase, anything about the Miami Dolphins, anything about uh, where he came from and where he's at. That, that will be good theater right there. I think Jarvis Landry is going to say something at some point, and uh, it'll be something for us to talk about at a later date. Something else for us to talk about at a current date here, Chris, is something that you actually brought up. What is going
1: on with Jay Ajayi? hmm JJ man so he's in the news now for uh possibly uh, for uh, supposedly trashing a mansion in Los Angeles and shoving the owner when confronted about it now this isn't really huge dolphins news but what it really does is tie in the, or kind of bring to light a little bit more of what Adam Gase saw on a day-to-day basis in the locker room, what was happening. There's also a Reddit post on our Miami Dolphins, one of our biggest supporters. So go there and check it out on reddit.com slash Miami Dolphins. Um, there is a post there of a podcast of somebody that's well entwined, intertwined the Miami Dolphins saying that this guy was argumentative with coaches, demanding at least 30 carries a game. Uh, We already know the reported leaving the locker room early, sulking after a victory because he didn't get enough carries. These are just all those things that add up to it. And when you hear something like this to somebody that's just disrespectful, trashes the mansion, you're an adult, you're a millionaire, you're a professional athlete, have some respect, and then you physically assault this person when they – confront you from trashing their mansion i mean this guy just it's making it more and more seem that adam Gase knew a lot more than we thought and that fourth round pick might have been the best thing we could have gotten because this guy seems like not saying he is seems like with all the stories a big cancer in that locker room if he's anything like he is personally
0: Yeah, well, like you said, and we talked about on one of our episodes there in the past, uh, there was a total culture shock. We got rid of everyone that we thought was going to be a negative influence or was a negative influence on the Miami Dolphins. Talent be damned. Uh, Again, on the surface, looks like we might be less talented than we were in the past, and maybe we are from a physical attribute standpoint, but there's something about getting the people that will listen to your message, that will buy into your message and galvanize as a team, and that's what Adam Gase and the Miami Dolphins are thinking and hoping uh, and are expecting to do here in 2018. Uh, Uh, This is the off-season. This is Perfectville. Chris, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here today?
1: That's it. We win or fail. It's on Gase, and he got his guys, So it's going to be fun to watch.
0: Well, and if uh, he doesn't do it, if it doesn't happen this season, uh, we might not be the only ones saying goodbye from Perfectville. Later. Perfectville.